0: Today's devotion comes from Acts chapter 2. We'll begin at verse 14 and read through verse 28. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them Men of Judea, and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose And I will show portents in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You are Israelites. Listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs, that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know. This man handed over to you, according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades." or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the way, the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence." Peter addresses the crowd with a sermon or a teaching, and the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus as the Messiah. It begins with a promise and a fulfillment. It begins when Peter rises and speaks on behalf of the other 11. He is the spokesperson for the 12. And it says, he lifts up his voice. So now instead of tongues from different languages, he speaks in Aramaic with Hebrew scriptures quoted from Joel and from the Psalms. He speaks clearly and commands, let this be known to you, And listen to what I have to say. He first corrects a misunderstanding. He says these people are not drunk, for it is too early in the morning. What he says specifically is that it is 9 a.m., or the third hour, literally. This third hour is the time of morning prayer. And this is a morning prayer event, not a hangover. The Spirit came upon them while they were praying during their morning prayer. Prayer is what is connected to the gift of the Spirit. Then Peter quotes what has been spoken by the prophet Joel, that the coming of the Holy Spirit is the beginning of these last days. It is the pouring out of the Spirit that they are seeing, of which Joel announces. The verb pours out is revealed as a torrential downpour upon a dry and parched land. Prior to this event, the Spirit was sparsely apportioned to only a few people on special occasions. The prophets, like Ezekiel, received the Spirit when he was guided to the Valley of the Dry Bones, or the devout Simeon in Luke chapter 2 when he sees the Christ child of whom the Spirit rests upon. But now the Spirit has come to all, people of every gender, of every age, and of every class. This message comes directly from the Lord, revealing what God has done and is doing. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, indicating that we are to listen to prophetic words from women and men. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. No longer will one's age become a disqualifier. You're never too young. You're never too old to see what God is doing. And slaves, men and women slaves, will receive the Spirit, and they will prophesy. Too often, ignored groups are included by Peter, slaves and women. God identifies with the forgotten and with the neglected in our world. Now we turn to God's activities, the wonders in the heavens and the signs on the earth below. Blood, fire, and smoke, all of this points to the coming of the Lord. These last days, when all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's judgment is coming, and it is repentance and faith that lead to salvation. Then Peter speaks about Jesus from Nazareth, whom God gave power, signs, wonders, works, all culminating in Jesus' suffering and death. Peter says he was handed over to you, to the Jewish leadership, to Herod, and you turned him over to be crucified to lawless men, to Pilate and the Roman soldiers, those who didn't even observe the law, and you crucified him. But God raised him up, the crucified and risen Jesus. Death was unable to hold him because God has power over life and death. Peter then quotes Psalm 16 verses 8 through 11 to underscore Jesus' resurrection as God's fulfillment of a promise. I will not be shaken, the psalmist says. My whole body, my heart, and my tongue will rejoice and I will live in hope. For God will not abandon his soul to Hades. Hades. God will not abandon Jesus to the dead, the place where the dead are gathered for judgment. His soul was not abandoned. Your Holy One, this Messiah, will not experience corruption, death, and decay. Instead, he is the firstborn of a bodily resurrection for eternal life. Indeed, God vindicates Jesus as the Messiah by his resurrection. This is God's promise fulfilled. And what promises in your life has God fulfilled? I pray that God blesses your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.